Cats had their chance. Give some time to the horseshoe crabs. Horseshoe crabs chew with their shoulders. Nice. I always try to do that, but I just make a mess. Yeah, you do. And my blood isn't antibacterial. Welcome to Horse and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And today we watched Season 2, Episode 10. We're getting so close to the end of the season. Yeah. Got, what, two more? Yep. Two is more. This, is this a good episode to play a game of Guess the Name? Yes, it is. I'm going to give you one hint. Every time these words are said, there's a noise. You mean... The noise of someone saying words. <laughs> no, like there's like an, a, a sound added. Did you notice that in the episode? Guess not. Is it yes and though? Yes, it is. Every time yes and is said, there's like ding, ding. Cool. I did great. You did. We all did. We're off to a rip-roaring start. <laughs> I guess we should mention that the new season of BoJack is out now. Yeah, it is. I mean... It will have been out for, like, a while by the time this episode goes out. But, woo! Hope everyone liked it. Hope we liked it. Yeah. Almost definitely watched it by now, although I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I didn't want to start watching it last night, because I was like, that'll just confuse me. My brain is too simple. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it, like, next year sometime, yeah. I guess. Because <laughs> we're not going to skip ahead to it. Roughly takes us, yeah, half a year to get through one season. Yeah, I guess it does. Huh. With our little bonus eps and stuff in between wow. the seasons. Should we get into it? Yeah. Woo. <laughs> 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 I have to confess something. I upped my medication last night from like one dose to two doses. I was told to do it by a doctor. It's fine. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this morning I'm just doctor a bit... Who? Ooh. Yes, Doctor Who. He was like, it'd be fine if you... Or she. Mm, I meant the one wait. from Bojack Horseman. Oh, that Doctor, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who. That was great. We just had the actual joke that happens in the show and didn't even mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This episode starts with Wanda and Bojack watching Diane sleep on the balcony. And they're talking about how she's overstaying her welcome. I don't think we ever get a number on how long she's actually been staying there. No, just that it's multiple weeks, perhaps months. Like, yeah, it's really not specific. Todd joins them on the balcony, which ends up waking Diane. And Todd just wants somebody to hang out with him. And Wanda reminds him that he does have a job. She says that she has a job and that reminds Todd that he also has a job. Yes. Which is not actually true. Yes. <laughs> so Todd goes to the studio and he runs into J.D. Salinger and he tells him that he's back from his sabbatical and that he's ready to work again. And then J.D. is like, but I fired you. Go away. He addresses J.D. Salinger as Jerome. Oh, I didn't notice that. I wonder if that means that his friends don't call him J.D. They call him Jerome. Yeah. Or if, like, Todd is just being abrasive. Mm. 
I think he would hate that. Yeah. And do we know why JD or Jerome hates Todd? Have we figure it, figured out? Honestly, I think it's more important for us to figure out why anyone else likes Todd because he's extremely bad at every job he tries to do and yeah. he gets underfoot and ruins things a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just that Jerome seems to be immune to Todd's elf-like powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's his secret? Doctors hate him. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to find a cure for Todd Love for years. <laughs> Todd runs into Mr. Peanut Butter, who is too busy to hang out with him. <laughs> I like how when he was going through his day, the putting on and taking off of his suit featured really heavily in the things that he had to do, because that's played for laughs, but I think we can assume that he does genuinely like hate the hassle of putting on a full suit, given how often he just wears a suit shirt. Yeah. It was very different from... Paul FT. Is that? Paul Fit. Um, <laughs> everything in my room just moved. That was weird. Are you sure that you didn't move? Because that would Occam's razor that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, I know what it is. Okay, it's not everything. It's just the thing in front of me. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> There's no earthquake. For a second, I thought we were in an earthquake. <coughs> and you were just blasé about it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I wish we were in an earthquake. Why? They seem really scary. But I like disasters. I want to have a go on one. Okay. Not a big earthquake. Okay. Just enough to give me a good rattle. Okay. Shake up my Dr. Pepper just a little. Just wake you up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Todd leaves the studio and walks down the street and he walks past a Scientology sign. But that's not what this episode about is about. Next to that. Or is it? <laughs> He gets, um, a, a guy on the street talks to him about improv comedy, and he kind of gets sucked into it a bit. He's intrigued. On the face of it, this episode seems like the stuff going on with Todd and his improv comedy troupe is a very, 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 very thinly veiled, like, jab at how culty Scientology mm -hmm. is. But I'd seen an interview with Raphael where he's talking about how he thought like he wanted to actually make fun of how culty improv comedy is and he thought that the easiest way to do that without pissing off the improv community was to make it seem like he was actually making fun of Scientology. Oh, that's really smart. But what if he's just saying that because it really is about Scientology? Oh. I don't know enough about improv and Scientology and how they both operate in Los Angeles to actually know which bit is the joke. How deep does the Raphael <laughs> hole go? I don't know. Either way, I think that this was recent enough that you could definitely get away with just outright making fun of Scientology because it had sort of been declawed by that point. The lead improviser, the one we meet on the street, is played by John Cho. Do you know who that is? No. Nah. He's in Star Trek. I think he plays Bones. No, no, Bones is the doctor. He plays Sulu. I don't know. I can't remember seeing those movies. He's in Harold and Kumar, go to White Castle and stuff. Okay. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Is one of them Emily Heller? Yes. Nice. I noticed a person, Baby Genius's dream team, working together on a TV show. Yeah, good for them. And the other one, while we're at it, is Ryan Johnson. He's just in stuff. He's going to be in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Good for him. Wait, so Ryan plays Brian? Yes. Yes, he does. That's pretty funny. That threw me off because his name is Ryan, spelt R-I-A-N, which I don't know if I've ever seen before. R Ian Ryan. Man, that must be a shitty name to have because written down, P 
people would think it said rain a lot. Mm. And out loud, I mean, this is true of anyone named Brian, no matter how it's spelt, but I feel like you would often have to correct people who think you said Brian. Mm. Meanwhile, Bojack is on the set filming a scene about maths and we meet the director <laughs> Abe. He talks for the first time. I want to talk about the scene, though. Yes. Because he's like, I think the thing is, he's doing a parody of some movie where he's he just taught some rough inner city kids how to do maths, which is what we call math. <laughs> One of the people he taught is a pit bull, I think. Oh, a dog. Okay. I'm not good at dogs but i think he's a pit bull and he has a bunch of tattoos and one of them just says beware of me (laughs) and one of them is a picture of a bulldog's face that says woof underneath it which is really amusing because it's like a different type of dog than the one that he is yeah and then he also has one that just says vicious Oh, okay. Have I given you my rant about the word vicious? No. Like, it's just the opposite of virtuous. Like, technically, vicious can refer to any vice. So if you just really enjoy, like, wine, you could describe that as a vicious habit. Oh. But, like, laziness is vicious. I think it's really interesting that it's the meaning has slid so far towards the side of, like, violent. Yeah. We already have a word for that. It starts with a V and all. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. I want to talk about my vicious chocolate habit. <laughs> oh, learning stuff with Jim. My favorite segment. <laughs> uh, Often the segment that gets cut out. Aww. I hope no one wanted to learn about ancient Pharaoh Akhenaten, because that's not <laughs> in the episode last week. Abe is voiced by Gary Marshall, who I looked up because I didn't know who that was. And he's like a relatively old guy. He was born in 1934. Um, he's He's... He just looks like a friendly guy. <laughs> just like a friendly old granddad. Abe is a friendly guy. He's an actor in some things, but he's, like, written a lot of things as well. Like, all the Happy Days stuff, and then, like, the spin-offs, like Mork and Mindy, and Joni Loves Chachi, and Laverne and Shirley. So many strings of pairs of names that I don't recognize. Oh, okay. Good for him. <laughs> Mork and Mindy was where um, Robin Williams got his start. He Happy Days had an alien character, and he got his own spinoff. I see. Yes. <laughs> I used to love that show when I was growing up. Like, it was old when I was watching it, but... Uh. My little heart. Anyway, um, back to the show. I really like Abe's character design and his wife too, I guess. Mm. Like, I like that they didn't humanize the mouth too much, I guess. Like, he's still got this massive wide mouth. Oh, yeah. Also, he wears a little hat that says gone fishing, which is all kinds of fucked up. Yes, yes it is. No one knows fish like fish. Putting that aside, that horrible tangent we could go on. So Bojack wants to do the shot again, but Abe refuses to do the shot because he thinks it's fine, I guess. I don't actually know why he... Yeah. He's very relaxed about how much he cares about getting a good take. And it's implied at the time that it's because he knows that they're making kind of a shitty movie and he's just doing it for the paycheck. Mm. But then later it turns out he actually thinks that he's making a good movie and that was a big weird misunderstanding. So why is he so lazy about it? I guess he just has kind of a bad work ethic. Yeah, somebody comes up to him and is like, a boom mic dropped into the shot. And he's like, ah, it's fine. But like, that's a thing that's not that fine. It's weird, like the plot line of the misunderstanding standing kind of makes the whole thing not really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you think his name's Abe because that's the name of the fish man from Hellboy? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the director invites Bojack over for dinner. 
which is kind of a nice thing to do. He's a nice guy. Bojack goes back to his trailer and Princess Carolyn is waiting for him in like kind of spy get up. She looks especially cute and she wants to know if Bojack would follow her if she left to start her own agency with Rutabaga and it's kind of implied that yeah he would just follow go with her. So she floats the idea that Bojack would be able to get a a Broadway show. I think it's just a play. I don't think they'll be singing and dancing. But it is on Broadway, which is like a huge step for Bojack. He's very pleased at the idea of doing something artistic. They start seeding Jill Pill here, I think. I just got one note. Jill Pill. It's a funny name. Todd's at the theatre and he is clearly very attracted to the community that surrounds the improv activity because all he's been looking at for is people to hang out with and now he's found some. They all really like him because he's a big goofball that says dumb shit. Yeah. And that's what improv seems to also be. Yeah. I like how we always see like the end of a scene and it never makes any sense. I know it's a bit of a trope but I enjoy it. I've never watched like actual improv comedy. I've only seen like parodies of what improv is. I don't think it's as big a thing in Australia. No, yeah, it's not really. I'm sure it can be pretty good. There are some classes written up on the outside of the improv building Mm -hmm. that include Spacework 101, Making Facebook Invitations, (laughs) Mouth Noise Exploration, and Zip Zap Zop Symposium. Nice. Back at Bojack's house, we see Diane talking to Mr. Peanut Butter on the phone, and he's going on about all the good that she's doing in Cordovia, and can he speak to somebody who she's, like, directly helping? And Diane's obviously can't do that because she's not in Cordovia. She's at Bojack's house. So she puts on a fake accent and just pretends to be a refugee. I don't know if we've mentioned, but she's not just staying with them. She's, like, just getting real drunk and eating snacks and lying around the house and being, like, even more obtrusive a slobby house guest than Todd. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, there's beer cans and I think even, like, a bong just kind of lying everywhere and, like, snacks and stuff. She just, like, lounges around in the same set of stained clothes. She's having a rough time. She is. But it's interesting that we see her, like, actually smoke weed when Todd's supposedly meant to represent a stoner, but we never see him actually smoke marijuana. Well, they have to have it happen off screen or they wouldn't be allowed to put it on TV. But we see Diane actually... (laughs) I'm sure. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Also, though, the stained t-shirt that Diane wears for this whole episode and presumably has been wearing for a while Mm -hmm. is the I Had a Ball at Diane's Birthday Party shirt. Oh, wow. From from the birthday party ball pit. Like, obviously she's wearing that because she misses Mr. Peanut Butter and she's real sad and it reminds her of him, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. But it also means that she took it to Cordovia with her. She hasn't been home. Yeah. Which is all very touching and sort of heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. She manages to trick him. He falls for it. Because kind of like, why wouldn't he? He has no reason to think that she would lie to him about this. Also, very credulous person. Yes. Todd goes drinking at the bar with some of the people from... Well, all of the people from... I just bit my tongue. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) you need to take a break from the podcast no it's okay these are the perils of our industry (laughs) you bit your tongue while talking and now the whole world's gonna know it (laughs) you okay yep i'm fine i tried to talk for a couple of words after it happened it was like no no it's too much (laughs) dodd is drinking at the bar with some some of the people from improv 
team, and they see Copernicus sitting in a booth at the bar, and we find out that he's a real big deal in the improv community. He's a cat. He's a real big cat deal. Yeah. And Todd is asked to prove himself by improving a lady sitting at the bar. <laughs> Which is just him going up to her and telling her that her friend is dead and then they all run away. Yeah. They just like, yeah. Classic. When after they leave, we see her sitting at the bar being like, Oh no. <laughs> like she's, yeah. Like she's waiting for her friend Doris. And he's like, well, uh, she exploded. And then the woman still believes it after they leave. She must have been so happy to see Doris. Yeah. Yeah, that probably made her night. Unless Doris really did die on the way there. Oh, oh, that would be unfortunate. And Todd made it happen because <gasps> his improv comes true because of his sprite powers. Oh. Edgy Bojack fan theories. <laughs> Everything is just Todd having a dream and he's a massive furry and everyone is actually just people. Wow, is that a real theory? Because it would... Uh, it is now. Okay. Go on, it's like how all the me. children on recess are ghosts. And all the children on Rugrats, apart from Angelica, are ghosts. Also, you know there's one of those, like, weird, creepy theories about Hey Arnold? Yeah, oh my god, me and Sherlock talk about it all the time. It's so dumb. Hey Arnold has enough weird, dark stuff in it that's clearly actually there that you don't really need to just, like, paint on this edgy layer of bullshit. Yeah. Bojack and Wanda go around to Abe's place for dinner with him and his wife. Ooh, his house is really cool. Yeah, it is. What's with the painting? Tell me more. So, go into the house, and it's really nicely decorated. He's clearly fairly wealthy Mm. and successful. Featured hanging, like, right above the dinner table is... So, it's an 1865 painting by Manet called Olympia. And so, it's a woman who is nude, draped on a bed, and she is also a shark. And then there is another fish person bringing her flowers. And then there is also just a cat. In a dress, sitting on the other corner of the bed. Yeah. It's a very sexy shark. But I immediately recognised that painting, but I know that that painting only has two figures in it. So I was like, who is the cat meant to be? But then I looked up a picture of Olympia and looked closely, and there is, like, an actual cat in the corner of the painting. Oh, wow. That's, like, not really obvious, because it's, like, black against a dark background. There's just, like, a cat on the corner of the bed. And so, yeah, they made it into a cat person who's just kind of sitting there awkwardly. Oh, that's awesome. I really like that painting just as, like... just looked cool. I can imagine the original looks cool as well, but I was just like, yeah, sexy shark. It's better with shark. Mm. Bojack kind of implies that they both know that the movie is going to be a piece of shit, is what he calls it. I think he explies that. He does literally use those words. Yeah. And it turns out it was a misunderstanding, Bo- Bojack's impression. A super dumb misunderstanding. Yeah. This yeah. plotline makes no sense, and I feel really bad for Bojack, because, like, this really isn't his fault. No. It super looks like it is to everyone else involved. Yeah. Because last time he and Abe spoke, when he was talking about, like, don't you want to maybe reshoot that scene with the boom mic in it? And Abe is like, don't worry about it, so we're not making Casablanca, and, like, and... Bojack brings that up and he's like, I thought you knew this was kind of a shit movie because you said that thing about Casablanca and he's like, why would we make Casablanca? That's movie's already been made. Yes. And like, doesn't make any, like it's kind of funny in an absurdist kind of way, but it's mostly just really weird. Mm. 
Yep. And Bojack just looks like a huge jerk, and I feel like I feel like it would have been better if they had just written a way that Bojack could just be a huge jerk, like have a legitimate misunderstanding, or just him saying something dumb like he always does. Yeah. That would be more in character and make more sense. He's sort of blameless in this, which is a shame because Yeah, and it's also rare. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Usually shitty social situations where a friend ends up not liking Bojack are because he did some very bad decisions. But yeah. in this case, it's just that the director's kind of a weird, weird guy. Yeah, he's a weird guy. He gets really, really mad. And then he like... He crawls across the table yeah. on his belly. Yeah. I, I do like that bit. So weird. I also really like when he says, there's no misunderstanding here. There's only a Mr. Understanding. And that Mr. is me. Understanding you just fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favourite lines. (laughs) And he tells Bojack that they're just going to do more and more reshoots so Bojack can't go to do his play in New York. Lots of passive-aggressive reshoots. Yep. The next morning back at Bojack's house, Wanda and Bojack talk about how Bojack and Wanda probably won't be moving to New York now. And Diane emerges and suggests that Bojack should just mope about the situation. And this really rubs Wanda up the wrong way. Todd comes in to talk about improv, not understanding anything that's going on around him. And Diane points out that improv sounds like a cult. And we find out that Bojack was a scientist for... (laughs) Was a scientologist for a while. (laughs) They make a big show of how, but that's just... I just coincidentally read a book about cults while I was a scientologist. Mm. No, you didn't. They don't let you read. (laughs) Like, I know it was a very throwaway line, but I think that Bojack becoming a Scientologist would be a legitimately interesting storyline. Because he would be super susceptible for to it. You think? I thought he'd be too cynical. See, No, because it. it gives you, like, all these easy answers about how to not feel shitty about your life anymore. Oh. Like, that... That's basically what Scientology does, is it, like, manufactures this really expensive but simple way for you to feel important and good about yourself. Yeah. So if he it caught him when he was in, like, the same frame of mind as he was in the beginning of this season, where he got into the running and stuff, yeah, he'd be really susceptible to it. That's a good point. If there's anything Bojack wants, it's to be happy about his life and to have people who like him a lot. Yes. And he is a very rich Hollywood actor, so he's, like, a prime target for Scientology. Mm, yeah. So it's very interesting that it's canon that Bojack was a Scientologist for a year and got out of it. Mm, hopefully we see a flashback one day. Apologies to all our Scientologist fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally not allowed to listen to this, because it's now media that's critical of Scientology. Ah, uh, okay. Scientology is creepy. Super interesting, though. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and watched documentaries and things on Scientology. Moving on, still in that same scene, Wanda wants Bojack to talk to Diane about her moving out. Mm. And then we go back to the theatre where Todd shows up a bit late and he's like, why am I getting in trouble for being late? Brian isn't even here. 
and we find out that Brian has been reassigned to the giggle ship. Todd brings up that Bojack said that improv was a cult, and they suggest that Todd invite Bojack to his graduation show. After laughing nervously. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the house, Bojack talks to Diane about when she's going to move out, and Diane knows that Wanda's sent him to talk to her kind of wonder how, because it's sort of implied that Bojack also thinks Diane has overstayed her welcome, but that's when he's talking to Wanda. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it was up to him, he would just be fine with her, like, staying around the whole time, or if he actually does think that it's kind of unhealthy. I mean, he realises that it's unhealthy, but I guess that's not the same thing as him, like, not wanting it to go on. Like, he's let Todd stay for years, like, he's probably just like, ah... Todd is way less obtrusive, though. Guess he's also probably never wanted to bang Todd. Yep, good point. Bojack and Diane talk about how Diane can't be the person that she wants to be, and how that's where all her problems at the moment are stemming from. Bojack and Diane end up just giving up and going to watch horsing around while drinking, instead of Bojack just going to the set to work. Yep, he wags. He does. He wags work. I guess you don't really wag work. Is wag... Just an Australian term. That's what we call it when you skip school. Or as I believe Americans call it, playing truant. Don't they just call it skipping? Yeah, probably. Technically, truancy is the, like, official term, though. Oh, okay. Some schools have truancy offices. What's that for? It's just, like, a school cop who hunts you down. We call those wag hunters. (laughs) (laughs) I googled wagging school, and it's the first result is wagging school dog training. What? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's cute. Is that an Australian? Australian company? Yes, they operate Genius. out of Brunswick East. Let's go. We need a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we can dress Sherlock up like a dog. The Wikipedia article for truancy says that in Australia and New Zealand, truancy is called wagging, jigging, ditching, or skipping schools. I'm sorry, what was the second one? Jigging. Jigging. Yep. That one's in- Never heard that in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. It's in it's in talking marks. I'm sorry, in what? Talking marks. I don't know. Are they inverted commas? Is that it? Quotation marks. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard anyone call them talking marks. That was adorable. Oh, really? Well, that's what I grew up calling them. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that's not, like, the correct name. That's, like, the little kid name for them. Speech marks. That's what I called them as a kid. Okay. Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> Are you looking up what quotation marks are called now? No. Oh, just for like what, you know, wagging is in different parts of the word. In Malaysia, it's referred to as a fly. In Utah, it's referred to as slough. In Canada, it's called playing hooky. Ditching, dipping, jigging, skipping. Who the fuck says jigging? Quotation marks, also called quotes, quote marks, speech marks, inverted commas, or talking marks. Yay, it's listed. (laughs) Okay. One of the references for that is language toolkit for New Zealand. Oh, you reckon it's a New Zealand thing? Maybe. And another one is a teacher's treasury of irresistible lessons and activities that help children meet learning goals in reading, writing, math, and more. (laughs) (laughs) I was mostly just laughing because I had never heard talking marks before and it was like an adorable idea to me that that's what they were called. Okay. I would have laughed if anyone had said that. Okay. Even a child. Even my own mum. Where were we at? We were talking about wagging because that's what Bojack was doing. Wanda arrives home and discovers that they are just watching horsing around and drinking beers and eating pizza, and she gets very annoyed because he skipped work. She's like, Boge, you can't just fucking wag. (laughs) And she drinks a VB. (laughs) 
this episode really illustrates something that I thought for a long time before this actually came up, which is that Bojack and Diane would make a terrible couple. Yeah, just left to their own devices. They're both really cynical and both have a real tendency to wallow. Like, this is a situation where if Mr. Peanut Butter knew about this, he would be trying really hard to build her back up and, like, help her, whereas Bojack is just very eager to be an enabler for her. Yep. She probably wouldn't be that much of an enabler to him if their roles were reversed, but in a situation where she is also down on her luck, she's, like, very willing to be like, Nah, dude, just come wag school with me and smoke some ciggies. I don't know why I said Australian slang in an American surfer dude accent just now, but <laughs> that's what you're getting. I'm very well traveled. <laughs> Next, we see the Vigar offices, and we're in Princess Carolyn's office, and Ruta Baker walks in, and they like start making out, as well as talking about the details of the new company. I love watching cats and rabbits make out. <laughs> it's just so hard to get it to happen in real life without one of them dying. <laughs> Princess Carolyn finds out that Rutabaga put the company in her name because of legal stuff to do with the divorce. Yeah. Well, that's the excuse Rutabaga gives. Mr. Peanut Butter comes in and kind of interrupts them and breaks them up a bit. That sounds like they're having a fight. They're not having a fight, just from their smooching. Princess Carolyn offers Mr. Peanut Butter the opportunity to come with them to their new company, and he's definitely into that. Because, yeah, he's into that because that's how he got the show that he's on now. Also, I feel like Princess Carolyn has an advantage here in that she's sort of friends with most of her clients. Their loyalty is to her, not to the agency. Mm. I liked in this scene that we found out Princess Carolyn wears the same shade of lipstick as the shade of her fur. Yeah, I noticed that too. Because Vega has some on his face and from the kissing and Mr. Peanut Butter was like, I like you guys, I like your matching lipstick and your attitude. <laughs> and yeah, that means that Princess Carolyn does just put on lipstick stick that's the yeah yeah the the thing you said <laughs> i was thinking maybe the reason that she's pink and you don't <laughs> she covers her whole body in lipstick no not that <laughs> but maybe like it's it's fur it's kind of like hair maybe it's a trend to dye your whole body i think we thought about that in the first episode even because she is a pink cat and that's the color that cats are mm. but Given that we see flashbacks of her from, like, decades ago, where she has, like, completely different fashion sense and hair style, it seems unlikely to me that she wouldn't change the colour she dyes her fur, or that she's been dyeing her hair. It seems weird that she would have been dyeing her fur the same exact shade of pink all that time. That's a mystery. Or is it? (laughs) Back at Bojack's house, Todd invites Bojack to his graduation show, and then Princess Carolyn rings Bojack to tell him that Bojack is being sued by the company, uh, by the studio, because he isn't at work. Or that they're threatening to. That they will sue him unless he starts going to work like a fucking (laughs) grown-up. I wonder if anything bad happened because when Mr. Peanut Butter wasn't at his live recording of his show. Huh, that's a good point. Like, did he get in trouble for that? We don't see any of it but you presume he would because it isn't it live yeah like we we saw the show like happening live and there was just ethan hawk yeah screeching into the void presumably for the whole runtime of an episode of the show yeah i think that we skipped over it but there's in a couple of the establishing shots there's like a mother pushing her human child in a pram and then also a bird pushing her bird child in a pram and then like vomiting into its mouth Oh, lovely. I wonder if there's, like, the same kind of controversy about public mouth vomiting as there is about public breastfeeding. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Doesn't involve any nudity. 
Yeah. But also objectively much grosser. Yeah. Also, does that mean but I think birds have boobs in this. I guess it's just an extra extra treat. Yes. Because birds make milk in their neck. Yep. Let's not talk about that too much. Double milk for birds. Moving on. Back at the set. Brings all the boys to- Sorry, go on. Bojack shows up to work and he does this scene where he's proposing to his wife, who is like- Not his wife, his fiance. He's like girlfriend. <laughs> who's like this, like, like this Southern Belle character? It was- is this Susie Side? Yeah, because he goes swimming with Susie Side. <laughs> yeah, instead of committing suicide, he now has a girlfriend called Susie Side. So I think, I presume that's her. But why is she dressed like that? It's weird that they would make this level of changes to the plot of a biopic. Yes, it is. Abe forces Bojack to do the same line over and over and over again as punishment. Back at the house, Wanda tells Bojack that she's organized a trip for them and they're just gonna leave and get out of town for a bit. And then Bojack and Wanda end up fighting about a lot of things, one of which is Wanda's job. Bojack doesn't understand why. He doesn't, he thinks she doesn't care about her job, but she's like, actually, no, I really like my job and I care about it. Yeah, it comes up because she basically is saying that he's being kind of a piss baby about his job, like that lots of people don't like their jobs and that doesn't mean that he has to make it his whole thing. Yeah. And then he's like, well, your job is an asshole," Because he really doesn't like network executives. And he says a network exec like, you ruined my life. Yeah. Which, as far as I and Reddit can work out, is him talking about the exec who convinced him not to speak up in defense of Herb. Yep, I reckon that's who it is as well. He's definitely misplacing blame. Mm, yeah, definitely. It was a big turning point, but like, she was really just an executive doing her job in a lot of ways, and it still was actually his choice. Like, he was still the one who chose to put his career above loyalty. Yep, definitely. It didn't help, but Bojack is really a man who ruined his own life. Yep, but he can't see that. They have this argument, and Wanda and Bojack break up. And yeah. Wanda asks what happened, and Bojack says, You didn't know me, then you fell in love with me, and now you know me. It's what always happens. Yeah. And she says, It's funny, when you look at someone with rose-coloured glasses, I guess all the red flags just look like flags. Yeah. This is one of the most quotable episodes. Yeah, I think that is, like, I think about that quote a lot. I've seen that quote in, like, infographics. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good line. And we've got the Mr. Understanding thing. Yep. Firecracker of an episode for quotes. Yep. Stick your talking marks around that shit, mate. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. So the next thing we see is Bojack walking up Diane on the balcony, and he tells her that they broke up, and she offers to watch more Wolfson around with him, and then Bojack just straight out asks her why she won't go home. Diane says that she knows she should, but she'd have to talk about it with Mr. Peanut Butter and apologize and say that she wasn't the person she thought she was. And it's no longer just a matter of her having come home from Cordovia and abandoning her work there. It's now her doing that, plus lying to him for weeks and staying at Bojack's house. And Bojack brings that up, like, the longer you leave it, the harder it's gonna get. But if you leave it forever, it'll never get hard. <laughs> that's how that stuff works. And that's what we call the prisoner's dilemma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's exactly the noise I wanted you to make. Okay. Continue. <laughs> 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 the 
Vega Baxter talking about him, Diane asks him if the things he's been doing recently have been making him happy. And he replies, yes, they make me happy for a little while. And then she asks, when was the last time that you were actually happy? He says, when I was a Scientologist. (laughs) And he goes back to the church and we never see him again. And he was Tom Cruise all along. (laughs) So then we get- We're just having a little joke with you listeners. Yeah, that's not what happens. I did an improv in page yes and it. (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) So then we see a little montage of whatever he's kind of- Wait, we should- Up to. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't actually answer the question, does he? No. It just cuts. So we see Todd at his graduation show and there's two seats marked for Bojack. One in the front. And one on the side, just in case he shows up and sits on the side. But he, he doesn't he doesn't turn up. In the audience is the otter in the squishy pink track pants. Ah, oh, cool. Good for I'm obsessed with her. Wasn't she in a different city last time we saw her? Yeah, she was at one of the book signings. Yeah. She gets around. Yeah. I ship her and the guy whose other bike is a tree. Wanda goes to her sister's house and we see Bojack at an intersection. Oh, I just got the metaphor. <laughs> oh, it's a crossroads. Ooh. Wait, can I mention something in Wanda's sister's house for a sec? Yeah, go for it. There's a famous Peter Claus painting of a skull and a quill. Mm-hmm. From 1628, but in this version, instead of a human skull, it seems to be the skull of some kind of rodent, which is pretty appropriate for an owl household, I guess. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. But I reckon Wanda's sister probably just has, like, a poster. I don't know, I guess we don't know what her job is. Yeah, maybe she's an art dealer. She doesn't have a spare room, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Her sister's sleeping on the couch again. Actually, so Bojack does have a guest room, and it's like... A plot point at one point, because Todd finds that out, and he's like, why don't I get to sleep in the guest room? Diane isn't sleeping in the guest room either. Where's she sleeping? Oh, on the balcony. Just wherever she falls asleep, I guess. Maybe she, maybe she's allowed to. She just gets drunk and falls asleep on the couch. Oh, that's Does she really and Todd sad. have to share a couch sometimes? Oh, that'd be cute if they snuggled. Oh, <laughs> mostly sad. We see Todd at the bar again, and he gets to meet Copernicus. He's a real... Fat cat in the improv scene. Yep. <laughs> is that funny? I don't really know what fat cat means. Does it just mean high up? Yeah, I think so. Or does it have connotations of, like, corporations specifically? I don't know. Let's just assume that I was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we see Diane talking to Mr. Peanut Butter on the phone, and she says that mm. we can't do this anymore because it's too hard for me. She just misses him too much. They can't keep talking on the phone. She has to focus on her work in Cordovia. And he's clearly sad but understanding. Yeah. Mm. Or so he thinks. <laughs> He's no Mr. Understanding. At the set, we see that Bojack hasn't showed up for work, and Abe is very mad at him. And then the final thing we see is Bojack pulling outside of Charlotte. The final thing we see is Bojack pulling up outside of Charlotte's shop, and they smile at each other. I guess he thought about the last time he was really happy, and it was when he was hanging out with Herb and Charlotte before he got famous. And you can't hang out with Herb, I guess. Yep. Also, Herb is still sitting in Princess Carolyn's office. Yeah, which Mr. Peanut Butter didn't notice. Mm. Even though I think he was the one that had the idea of giving her the ashes so she could sprinkle them in some made-up place for a story that she told where she didn't really do it. When we see that Bojack has decided not to go to the set, we cut back to Wanda's sister's house, and Wanda is crying, and then the doorbell rings, and she, like, gets up, clearly thinking it's going to be Bojack at the door, but it's just the pizza getting delivered. Yeah. Also, she's 
crying and the doorbell rings and it's really hard to tell if her crying is an owl hoot noise that gets interrupted by the doorbell or if Wanda's sister's doorbell is a ding-dong owl hoot. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Also, we see her kind of like fly across the room when she's talking to Bojack. It was a big, yeah, kind of like flutter. Yeah, was there anything else you wanted to say about this episode? Mr. Peanut Butter's reading Catcher in the Rye. Maybe he wants to... Have something to talk about JD to JD with. I guess. Maybe he maybe when they had that big argument where JD Salinger was really angry at him for not turning up to work that time, he made him promise to read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's his punishment. <laughs> I was thinking of it more as like you do me a favor than as like read my shitty book I wrote. <laughs> it's so wanky, you'll hate it. <laughs> this whiny child. <laughs> We have a different end theme this week. I didn't hang around long enough to hear it. I'm a fool. It's, it's happening during the montage of the. It just bleeds into the credits. Oh, okay. I didn't notice it. Don't know what it is. Pretty good song, I guess. Look into it if you care to. Do me look it up? Sure, why not? I can Google things. What episode was this? 10. Googling songs with Jam and Page. Try to Google what this one I'm singing is called. It doesn't exist. It's <laughs> called Parade. By Kevin Morby. It's pronounced Morby. Kevin (laughs) Morby. What do you think of the fact that Bojack and Wanda broke up? I really like Wanda, and I think she could do better than Bojack. Oh, definitely. So from that angle, I'm pleased, but for Bojack, I think that she was good for him. So I'm sad. I think that in a lot of ways, until the Diane thing happened, their relationship was relatively healthy. Yeah. But Bojack's just not that considerate of other people's feelings, I guess. Mm. And they did rush into it. Oh, yeah. Explicitly, even at the time, they knew that they were moving in together too quickly just to see how it goes. I think that her intuition before Bojack convinced her to do this was probably right. She really doesn't have the time to waste on someone who doesn't have their shit together. Yeah. Even less so than most people. She spent so long in a coma and she woke up not knowing what talking marks were called. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's I think it's for the best. Like the pros and cons for both of them, I think it's more pros that they're not together. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the greatest amount of good will come from them not being a couple. Which is sad, because it means we might not see her character again. And it's an owl. And I enjoy owls. You do enjoy owls. Mm. We don't tend to get more than one character of the same type of animal, do we? No, not really. I guess Copernicus is another cat. Yeah. Honestly, that's all I can think of. Yeah. From a a storytelling point of view, it's kind of fair that they wouldn't want to have too many prominent characters of the same type of animal because firstly it would be more easy to confuse them like i feel like people are more likely to confuse two similar looking cats than they would be to confuse two similar looking humans Mm -hmm. and also if you're gonna have this character be an animal you might as well do a character design of an animal that you haven't done before yeah rather than keep giving like more representation to for instance cats because that means you get to do more cool character designs and there are lots of animals that will probably never get to begin it and the more different types of animals you have the more puns you can make yeah shall we wrap up yes we should kill that horse let's murder a horse yeah nice (laughs) (laughs) i'm really glad you left that in (laughs) 
you can like us on Facebook at Horse and Aloud, H-O-R-S-A-N apostrophe A-L-O-U-D, or follow us on Tumblr at horseandaloud.tumblr.com. You can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at horseandaloudpod. If you like the show, why not rate or review it on iTunes? Oh, I'm running low on my list of funny things to say about after rating it on iTunes. Do you want me to try and think of some? Right now. Give it. Quick. Uh... You should. You should. Too late. Failure. No, no, no. Failure. You should hook it up to the speakers at the supermarket and let everybody do in their shopping here. That's actually pretty good. Good podcast in aisle five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And until next time, suck a dick, dumb dumb shits. Say any funny stuff. Okay.